Yes, people, this is episode 52 of Griff's Brain Love, and it's me, it's Griff, obviously. How are you all doing? You having a good week? Having a great week, hey? Hey, 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 Calm down, calm down. My week's been fun. I've been ill in A&E, came out, had some medication, took some codeine, um, you know, pooed some blood, then stopped. You know, now I'm strong again. I'm back. You don't need to know all the details of that. All you need to know is this. One, Norfolk Park Hospital cannot spell the word teeth. Well, it can, but pluralised, already pluralised word. From teeth to teeths. Two, even when you walk into A&E at 4.30 in the morning, someone's still going to ask you, hey, how's it all going? You good? No, I'm not. It's A&E and I'm here 4.30 in the morning. So not all good. Also, even if they're a doctor... Yeah, and they've been to medical school for God knows how many years, continued professional development, and still hold the title doctor. They still refer to your anus as your arse. So, all very informative. That's all you need to know about my health. But I'm better, I'm fine, I'm not on the medication anymore. I was on it yesterday while doing a gig. And tell you what, I cannot perform while on codeine. Doesn't help the memory, makes my mouth dry. And yeah, just all round low energy. <laughs> My eyes were glazed. So I won't be doing that again. And I'm pretty happy about that because no one wants to build a superstition where they think, do you know what? I perform better when I'm on prescription drugs. Never want that. So that's good that that didn't go too well. But um, this week, what has been going on? What has been going on? I'll tell you actually, a few things have been going on. Uh, while I was ill, one thing I learned, how much I eat when I'm not hungry. Just eating out of pure habit. I'm a habitual eater. I don't eat through hunger. It's dinner time. That means it's time to eat dinner. It's lunch time. It's time to eat lunch. It's breakfast time. It's time to eat breakfast. No, if you're not hungry, don't do it. Don't do it. That's how you're going to get fat. Okay, I'm obsessed about getting fat. I think maybe I'm obsessed about getting fat. But, um... Uh, yeah, when I was ill this week, I lost my appetite. But I didn't realise I lost my appetite until my girlfriend suggested stop eating if you're not hungry. And I was like, alright, cool, that sounds sensible. I didn't eat for a whole day. I was like, oh, I'm not hungry. <laughs> really, it's that, it's that simple. But, um, I mean, what is... What's been going on in the world? Like my week's been fun. I went to see Jim Jeffries and Chris Rock in one week. Jim Jeffries and Chris Rock in one week. That has been super fun. Both amazing comedians. One, um, one show was watched with much more attention than the other, and I guess that's for one clear reason. Jim Jeffries allows phones into his auditorium. Just put them on silent. Guess what? People film it and watch their whole performance through Snapchat. One guy literally snapchatted half an hour of the show, stifling his own laughter so he could hold the camera straight. I'm like, you are ridiculous, mate. You're here watching Jim Jeffries and you're not even having a good time because you need to keep your camera focused. You, sir, are a prick. A prick. A golden prick. A class A prick. A star. Five star prick. <laughs> Michelin star prick. That's what you are filming everything on Snapchat. I don't know. Everyone just needs to get everything on camera nowadays. It's mad. Even when we was in Budapest, when thermal baths and people had their phones in water. In water, mate. 
Some people even bought like waterproofing for their phone. Literally, I saw people with selfie sticks and their phone in this like weird airtight plastic sealed thing. Yeah, that that made no sense to me. Like, what what are you gaining from this? Like, why? Just spend a little time without having a photo. People will believe you went to Budapest. Like, trust me, they'll know you went. How? Because you'll tell them. Why, why don't why people need photos for everything? I'll tell you what, though, I can never have an alibi for a crime I did because I just don't have photos of me anywhere. Lots of people think it's suspicious. Why don't you take any photos, Darren? If you were there, why don't you have any photos? Because you know, I was actually there. I know I was there. I was enjoying myself. Didn't need any photos. I know. See, if I was Chris Rock, you know. Ah, no photos. Why? Because they had a little, uh, I can't remember what they're called, little pouches. You lock your phone in. You can see some people under stress having to put their phone in there. No, they couldn't play with their phone. They were stressed. Proper stressed. Didn't know what to do. What do you mean? I can't I can't check my text? No. But what if somebody updates their Facebook status and I can't like it? <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't like it. I'm, I want to put a little heart on there. I want to put some crying eyes. Crying laughter emoji. I missed out on the joke. The joke happened two hours ago and I didn't react to it first. No, just calm down, all right? Social media will still be there. When you get out of the gig, just enjoy yourself. It is nuts, man. Now, all I saw in Budapest as well was just men. Now, they're everywhere as well. Men are just women's photographers now. You know that, right? Guys in a relationship. If your woman is selfie-obsessed, because that's what cameras are for, to take photos of scenery and people. But now we just use it to take pictures of ourselves. But now women's like, actually, I want a full body shot. So, babe, babe, can you take my camera? Wait, wait a minute. Let me put it on this setting. Okay, and let me put this filter on. All right, let me put this on. All right, stand back, stand back. Wait, 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 wait. You know, twisting the leg. Doing some fucking yoga pose from the waist down because the leg's all twisted, trying to get, like, the arse to pop out. All right, and ready. Have you taken it? Just trying to hold a smile. Just all unnatural. You taking it? Talking for her teeth. Yeah. Yeah, okay, pushing the breast out, yep, alright, let me have a look, I, I took a few because I wasn't sure if, which one you'd like, so I, I, took, I took a few, babe, okay, um, uh, no, no, god, I look fat in that one, oh, no, god, you take ugly pictures of me, oh, wait, okay, so it's, it's my fault, oh, it's the camera's fault, not you, not you in the picture, oh, try it again, um, Oh, okay, let me have a look at these ones now. Okay, this one's a bit better, but oh, fucking my hair is just a mess. My hair's a mess in this picture. Oh, do what? Don't even bother. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm not, I'm not gonna bother having a picture now. And now the girl's like, the holiday's ruined. Because she didn't get a picture by the water. Because you ruined it, mate. Yeah? To all the fellas out there who's ruined their holiday because they didn't take a proper picture of their woman. It's your fault, guys. It's your fault. <laughs> it's nothing to do with her vanity. It's your fault. Because the patriarchy makes women feel insecure about how they look. 
So rather than just get on with their life and not look at themselves, no, they continually look at themselves and compare themselves to other women who know how to use filters and Photoshop much better than they do. They don't actually look better than them, no. They just know how to use the software better than them. So what women need to do, yeah, is stop taking fucking photos of themselves, no. And actually get into programming and coding. <laughs> Develop some apps. That means you never have to go to the gym again. But you've got some amazing filters. That's what you need to do, all right? There you go, I've sold. I've bloody sold patriarchy there. Filters. Now, um, well, <laughs> what else has happened this week? Yesterday, I was doing some banter battle. If you don't know what that is, uh, banter battle, you'll find out. It's We were split into two teams, and we were just running around Corridor doing all these funny tasks. I had to stop a guy and act like he was my long-lost father. He wasn't in on the joke, and he was scared. Just lied to him. It's, it's hilarious what um, information people give up about themselves when they think they're being accused of being your father. <laughs> I started working in the shop as well. Just, yeah, just, you know, just getting in there, just working in the shop. It's fun. It's fun just doing silly little pranks like that. Now, I understand how easy it is to do that stuff now. Will I start doing that uh, for social media? To silly little things in public? Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? But then we have to do some sketches as well. I'm looking forward to sketches, see how they come out. Um, very funny sketches, original sketches. One was, I'd say, written by Brandon Palmer. And the other one's yeah, probably mainly written by me. Um, and they're just fun. Fun, fun sketches, man. Very, very fun. Um, so hopefully you'll see those come out in late February. February. Um, yeah, so that's how my week's been. And then this week coming up is going to be nuts. Um, I'll be at Junior Booker's show on Tuesday. I'll be at Tottenham versus Man United. And that's going to go. Tottenham joined to Newport County yesterday. And then um, got. Oh, yeah, then I've got my private gig. Private gig at a private. No, not private. Keep on saying private school. It's a private gig at a boarding school in Henley. Henley on Thames. Yes, darling. Henley on Thames, where they go rowing, they have the regatta. It's on the border of Oxfordshire, Berkshire, and Buckinghamshire. So I don't know how they're going to react to a working class black man in his 30s. Yeah? Talking to them. They're a bunch of middle class white kids who go to a boarding school. This is going to be great. I am either going to be shocked by how open they do what they might they might be at the age where they're so young they're so open-minded that you know they're not shocked by anything I say or they might be so have so little prejudice they don't actually get the jokes because some of my jokes rely on you understanding stereotypes you don't have to have it yourself you got to understand the stereotype and if you've only if you're in a fucking boarding school jeez I don't know if you're gonna get it. But hey, we're going to find out. And I'm going to try and record it. Not on camera, but obviously sound-wise. Because it'll be funny just to hear how well or badly it goes. But we'll see, though. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. I don't know how I'm going to approach it. They're school kids. I'll, I'll probably just talk about my own school life. We'll see. I'm looking forward to it. And then on the Friday, I'll be in Southampton hosting a gig with... Uh, 
with Jake Lambert, who writes for 8 out... No, 8 out of 10 cats. I'll say 8 out of 10 cats, not that. Uh, Mock the Week. He's a writer for Mock the Week and a very funny stand-up comedian. So that's Jake Lambert. Then Miss Judy Love. You know Judy Love. Yeah? And also Ori Styler. Again, just A-class lineup. They've got me hosting it. Why they got me hosting it, I don't know. I'm suffering... Um, I don't re- This is the thing that I've worked out. When you start doing something you're passionate about, you actually start realising what kind of mental problems you start having i realize i don't get scared about things before because i never really cared about them with comedy i care about so as the time gets closer i know i want to start suffering some imposter um imposter syndrome i want to start feeling like oh shit i shouldn't be here oh no what do people don't think i'm funny uh, uh. <laughs> i'm definitely gonna feel that i'm definitely gonna feel it i won't be able to drink because i'm gonna be sober all the way through it Ah, I'm going to be pooing my pants. And then on Saturday, I've got my mate's wedding. I need to buy a bow tie for, because I ain't got one. And anyone knows how to do a bow tie, you know, let me know. Or I'll just use Google, so you don't have to help me out that much. But um, what else has happened this week? Um, I don't think much else has happened. Like I said, you know, I used the Dear Deirdre thing last week. I'll do that this week again. But I've got my mum's son newspaper here. And, yeah. All I'm seeing is just boobs. That's literally all I'm seeing here. PC Brigade are squeezing the fun out of life. Flake Britain won. A theatre group has banned has been banned from performing a staged version of Are You Being Served after it was deemed demeaning to women and outdated. Okay. Uh, Flake Britain 2. Darts bosses last night stunned fans by scrapping the famous walk-on girls from the sport. There you go. And then Flake Britain 3. Politically correct killjoys have branded James Bond a rapist after watching 007 movies. Um, yeah. Okay. There you go. Well, so there you go. The PC Brigade uh, are squeezing the fun out of life. You can't, you know, I mean, they've put models out of work. Actors out of work. Rapist out of work. No, I'm joking. James Bond is just a fictional character. I don't think he actually rapes anyone by any definition of rape. Um, <laughs> right. Unless um, Trump, he, he apologised um, for clu- being clueless and horrible racist Britain first uh, tweets. And then also... Oh, all right, yeah, because he, he's going to be doing the interview with Piers Morgan tonight, isn't he, on... This, oh, this being called on Sunday. Um, guess what? I'm not watching that. Why? Because I hate Donald Trump. No, because I, 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 don't, I don't actually care. And because I don't have a TV. <laughs> that's, the, that's actually the real reason. It's because I don't have a TV. Not because I'm too cool. Um, just because I don't have an aerial linked to my bedroom. So I don't have a TV. Um, I could watch it on ITV Player, but... That means I have to watch an hour after everyone else. I mean, I have to stay awake longer than everyone else. And I, I I don't really want to do that. So I'm not going to. But here's what we do, though. We'll get onto Dear Deirdre because we're, what, 15 minutes in. And, you know, my family's downstairs. I'm at my mum's house. And, um, oh, wait, what's this? What? Sorry, Susanna Reid. I'm not going out looking for love. Oh, wait, is she single? Oh, God, Susanna Oh, lovely, 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 lovely. Oh. 
I'm not messing. Anyway, so <laughs> let's get Dear Deirdre fired up and going. Um, just skip part of sports section. Just saw flipping pictures of Tottenham drawing with bloody Newport County, which is embarrassing. But let's get to Dear Deirdre. And uh, this is my mum's son newspaper. I said at my mum's. Here it is. Let's start with the first headline. Sex with son-in-law after horror crash. Um, okay, so I'm um, from the headline. It's going to be a man in his bed. You know, you know, like in the cartoons, all bandaged up, like cast on the head, torso, arms, legs, but the cock is exposed, and she can sneak in in the middle of the night. But mmm, cougar, some young cock. See, this what happens when you watch too much porn. The, the, unrealistic scenarios happen but then it's headline sex with son-in-law after horror crash so I don't know, maybe she's the one who has the crash anyway let's just read it darren all right i'm having the best sex ever with my son-in-law okay my ex-husband and i divorced 20 years ago when our daughter was four he moved back overseas and i carried on bringing our daughter up on my own she's my she's my only child so we have always been very close. I'm 47, okay, so you're not a gross old age, fine. I'm 47 and I've had a few relationships since, but I've devoted my time mainly to my daughter. She got married three years ago to a lovely young man, but a year ago, she was what? Oh God, she was run over by a hit and run driver, which has left her unable to speak or move. She needs 24-hour care, and I share this with my son-in-law, who is 26. I finished with my damn partner because my daughter needed me more. Oh, my God, this woman and this guy are going to hell. I'm not religious, but if I am... See, look, here's the thing about religion, right? I'm not religious, but if hell does exist, I'm going because I don't believe in it, right? According to like some religions... I'm going to be in hell with this lot. If my wife became bloody unable to speak and move, I'm not going to have sex with her mum. No, I'm in hell with these lot. No. Even prisons have varying sentences. I can't be the same bloody wing as this lot. That's different. I've got to be in one of those posh parts of hell where I get to play tennis and golf. And get like 23 hours outside. Sorry, that alarm is a smoke alarm. Don't worry, no one's dying in there. I should get like 23 hours outside. Whilst these lots being like solitary confinement. Right, they're not, they shouldn't like that. Like your paedophiles and that should be in like your solitary confinement. Or getting, getting torture and stuff. Yeah, they should be getting torture. These guys, no, they just got to have a much harsher sentence than me as a guy who just doesn't believe. You know, I don't do anything bad by any like moral compass at all anyway i noticed that my son-in-law was getting irritable and i did not want it to affect my daughter i decided i needed to find out what was causing it i took a bottle of wine and some beers round one afternoon and see oh sees the alcohol there it is and later on when my daughter was settled for the night suggested having a drink he seemed to relax after wait so if you're bringing all this drink around how did you get there like did you drive like, did you drive? Here's my thing, right? If you drove and you bought enough that you wouldn't be able to drive home, then you're a whore of Babylon because you knew you weren't going home. 
you knew you were going to be staying there. Like you've done those, ah, oh, because I used to do that when I was single, those kind of manufacture, manufacture accidental situations. You know, you've got a girl around your house and then she's just like, hey, what's the time? You're like, oh, it's 10.30, it's cool. Like you've got like ages to the last train. She's like, okay, chilling out. They're having fun, having fun, having fun, having fun. And then, oh, and then before that, you're kissing. Da, da, she, what's the time? It's like, oh, it's one in the morning. I guess you need to stay around. Oh, bounce, check out, wow, wow. One of those ones. Hey, eh? where about do you live in town? I live here. Okay, we might just share a cab home. Yeah, all right then. All right, yeah, I'll just get out here where you are. I can walk from here. Oh, guess what? What? There's no cabs out. You can crash at my Darren. Oh, can I? All right, fair enough. I'll sleep on the sofa. And then it's that, hey, it's pretty cold downstairs. You can sleep in my bed. All right, I don't want you to sleep on the sofa. <laughs> don't be silly. I'm sleeping in the bed as well. Oh, right. Yes, accidental coincidence. <laughs> I know those manufactured situations. You're not slick, lady. Anyway. So around, um, the beers round one afternoon later on, when my daughter was settled for the night, suggested having a drink. He seemed to relax after a couple, so I asked him outright what was wrong. He poured everything out to me, saying it, it, it stressed him out that my daughter is totally unable to have sex with him, and he missed the great sex they used to have. He felt bad, but it was the truth. I put my arms around him. Brilliant. So when someone starts talking about sex, touch him. That's how to keep it platonic. Touch him. You know what I mean? That is, it's never going to go anywhere bad that way, isn't it? She sat across a woman. She goes, oh, man, I just haven't had the touch of a man for ages. You know, I just want to feel the strength of a man between my thighs. And then I'm just sat there going, uh-huh, uh-huh, all right. Like, I don't know that when I touch her, let me put my arm around him. Yeah, I'll bet your arm was around. I bet your hand was stroking his pectoral. I mean, nah, this, this sleazy woman, she's the predator. This guy was talking, like, because he just watched porn, in it. He's just like, oh, you know, I'm just so hard right now. have nowhere to put it. And she's like, oh, I have somewhere where you can put it. Oh, right. Like, <laughs> what is this situation? Anyway, so I put my arm around him to comfort him. And next thing, we were kissing. Bob told you. We could not stop ourselves. You could, but you didn't want to. And we had the most amazing sex. You're filthy, you're disgusting, you're going to hell. This has carried on for a year now. Oh, my God. So it's like, it's not even a one-off. And, oh, it was regret. One-off and, oh, do you know what? You shouldn't have done that. Like, really shouldn't have done that. Once you're a year in, like, you can't even claim there's any regret or remorse. You are so far in this mess. You can't make a year log worth of mistakes. And the same mistake again. You can't keep on making the same mistake for a whole year. This has carried on for a year now. And it is the only way we can handle the situation. No, it's not. Get some fucking imagination. Have a wank, bad, Or leave. Take care of her, but start a relationship with someone else get dating see now you can't even date anyone because now the bloody mum-in-law is going to be jealous before the mum-in-law may have understood now you can't date anyone and the same way 
she can't even date anyone else now. The mum in the law can't date anyone else because he's him like, hey, so what, what am I meant to do? Just what? Sit here next to your daughter. You can't talk or can't move. It's kind of Max Brannan move is this, man. Right? What am I to do, eh? Right? What are you going to say? What are you going to say to someone else, eh? That's how Max Brandon talks. Talks really quick, like his jaw isn't really attached to his head. But what? What are you? Are you, are you just let me, you're, you're disgusting, love. You try to get with another guy, yeah? But you slept with me, yeah? That's that's your. I'm your daughter's husband. You're disgusting, love. And Max Brandon doesn't understand that you know he's a part of the mess either. You're disgusting, love. That's your daughter. You want to sleep with me, dear? <laughs> Oh, uh, there's only way we can handle the situation. It means it means that my son-in-law will never leave my daughter, and together we can always be there for all her needs. I know he loves my daughter, but he loves me too, and I love him. The sit- he doesn't love you. You are just fulfilling some sick milf fantasy. Uh, the situation has thrown us together, and this would never have happened if my daughter was a- was well. You damn right it wouldn't have. And I cannot tell anyone about us, but the sex is the best I've ever had. And I cannot bear the thought of ending it. Because you, lady, are probably the most selfish woman I have ever read about in my life. That's if you exist. That is one of the most outrageous stories I've ever bloody read. Um, So, yeah. The advice to that is stop it. Stop it now. You know what? There's no point stopping it. You're a year in. Just bang away. Fuck it. Just keep the secret, just bang away. Just don't get pregnant. That's it. Because there's no point in you stopping now. You've you've done it for a year. There's there's no remorse. There's no there. There's there's what what forgiveness can you get for that? Just keep it secret. You got a trash. And that's it. <laughs> right. What else is there? Right, let's let's get into another one. Um teenage trouble. Dear Deirdre. At Easter, my girlfriend and I are going on a holiday with two other couples from college. All right, holiday, college, kids. Jesus Christ. Balling. But now I must probably go to that bloody boarding school I'm going performing on Thursday. Um, holiday with two other couples from college, but now my sister wants to come too. Oh, Jesus Christ, no. Just tell her no. I'm fed up with her following me, following me everywhere. I'm 18, she is 16. She does not have many friends and she is lonely. Oh, so she's like a suicide risk. Um, she always wants to come when I go out with my friends. Um, she even tags along when I go to football practice. Do what? She's 16, girl, and you're an eight-year-old boy. You have hot 18-year-old boy mates. That's what she's thinking. So you need to watch out. And none of them are going to just plough through your little sister. Um, I love her because she's my sister. Duh. But I do not want her always with me, obviously. I've talked to my parents and they say I'm being selfish. Now your parents are being dicks. And they say, and should not stop her from going out with me or coming on a holiday. No, you're not coming on a holiday, man. Where are her friends? Like, yeah, she needs to form her own friends. That's it. Like, her hanging out with you all the time means she's not getting any friends herself. You're going to go to university soon, right? What's going to happen to her then? Nah, she used to, like, get out on her own. Like, I've been, like, you can't be a prick to her because she's your little sister. And, like, she's only 16. This kind of shit that makes her turn into, like, a... One of those crazy girls on the pole. You know what I mean? She'll be on the pole if, you, if you're too harsh to her. So um, you have to go, look, look, sister, I love you. 
you're my little sister, I'm always going to take care of you, and I'm always be here for you, right? But this holiday right here, I'm going with my friend and his girlfriend, and I'm going with my girlfriend, and we're going to have some drinks, and we are going to fuck loads, right? Really just be pounding, 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 and pounding. And guess what? Me and my mate, we're going to dump these girls before we go to university. So do you know what? We're going to suggest that we switch over at some point in this caravan, okay? And we're going to switch over. And the girls are going to be like, what? You guys are sick. I can't believe you said this. You've hurt our feelings. What do you take us for? And we're going to be like, ah, oh, fuck, we've messed this up massively. Yeah? And then we're going to try and make it up to them. And then we're going to start pounding again. But because we're dumb guys and we've had more to drink, we're going to suggest it again. And they're still not going to go for it. Eh? And then we're going to come back and there's going to be a massive amount of tension in the air. Now, do you want to be there for that? Hmm? Do you want to be there for that? No. No, you don't. So stay here with mum and dad. Yeah? Hang out with your friends. And just have a good weekend. See you later. That's how you tell your sister. Just honesty, mate. That's what you have to do. All right, the second one. Um, Though my boyfriend dumped me two months ago, we're still having sex. Good. Um, we were together for three years and I still, I'm still, i still in love with him. I'm 17. My boyfriend is 19. He said he lost his feelings for me when he had sex with someone else. No, I added that last bit. Um, he said he lost his feelings with me. Uh, I want to move on from him or find a way to get him back. I think he still has feelings for me because we're still sleeping together. Um, yeah, that feeling is called an erection. But you're only 17, you'll find out. And we're getting on better than ever because you're not going out of each other. So he gets to bang you and then play PlayStation when you're not around. I'm sorry, we're getting on better than ever. He says, I'm his best friend. You're not. Um, he kisses other girls, but that doesn't bother me. Okay, then you're making this life really easy for him. And I'd do anything to get him to love me again. I still want him to be my boyfriend. This is sad because I just realised you are 17. He's 19. You're probably from some, you know, town where there's not much going on. So you think he's the best thing ever. He probably even drives. <laughs> it's love. There's more guys out there. Um, just just let it go. Like Elsa, yeah. Just let it go. Um, tell your parents about it. Tell your parents about it. And yeah, that should help you. That should help you. All right. Okay, people. Um, that's gonna be the end of the podcast. I don't want to make it overrun. Um, I just literally. This is the Sun News from yesterday. So Tottenham to win fifty to one. Ladbrokes new customers. How many new customers did Ladbrokes get? Hey, eh? one pound bet. People thought they was gonna get fifty pound free credit, and they got fuck all. And now a new Ladbrokes account. How do you feel, suckers? <laughs> Oh dear. Anyway, that's the end of the podcast. I've been Griff. See you later. Bye.